Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Desperados. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do proceed and listen without having seen the film, just be aware that there may be plot spoilers. Enjoy. Think twice, cause it's another episode and we'll be talking shite. <laughs> that is beautiful. I just, just came up with that like two minutes ago. I was going to do something on the um, Pokemon theme, because you've been talking about how Pokemon's on Netflix, but I couldn't really come up with anything. I fully appreciate it, and I appreciate the thought of doing something along the lines of the Pokemon theme. Um, it's the thought that counts, right? It is, it is. But yeah, Pokemon is on Netflix, the first series. So if you want, I used to love if it. If you want a so little much. dose of nostalgia for a really shite animated show, then uh, get <laughs> on it. It's been great. Is it not holding up well? Because I, I haven't watched it. It's yeah, I haven't got time to watch anything. It's but. exactly as you remember it, where very little happens, but it's comforting, and there's Pokemon in it. So what more could you want from a show? First episode, Pikachu's grumpy. Second episode, he's a little less grumpy. Third episode, they're best friends and they're crying. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then he catches some more Pokemon. And then and then there's a rap. And then there's a rap. And that's a rap. <laughs> I was going to make that joke. <laughs> I got there first. But uh, as, as I said before, the theme tune is on my playlist of songs that I play to my son. And my wife hates it. So obviously, uh, whenever it comes on, I turn it up and rock out. Oh, you've got—it's got, it's got some quite nice guitar on it, and it's an extended version of the theme tune as well, to like a four-minute song with a guitar solo. Oh, beautiful, beautiful! It's perfectly written because the the, it, the what functions as the intro to the TV show is the first intro verse and chorus perfectly, and then it goes on from there and just repeats all the best bits and adds a guitar solo. Perfect. Yeah. It is great. And then there is the poker rap. And as I shared with you, and uh, if you wouldn't mind putting this in the show notes, there is the updated version of the poker rap, which Hell yeah. uh, <laughs> which takes the 90s rap of the original and updates it and goes through various different genres to complete the 10 million new Pokemon that are included. It's in updated for SoundCloud rappers. Exactly. It exactly. It's the SoundCloud rap version of the poker rap. And I'm here for it check out my soundcloud i think my wife just thinks pokemon's for nerds it is know? it is for nerds. a bit like how books are for books nerds. are for nerds like pokemon is less for nerds because pokemon go made you leave the house whereas, it means you have to walk to places yeah whereas books are for hiding under the stairs in shame because you're such a nerd that you've got to read a book yeah locked in the cupboard there yeah that's that's what harry potter was really about it was about the magic of books yeah, about being a nerd. It's all about the metaphor of being a nerd reading books. but secretly. Except he's the only person ever who got saved from being a nerd by a wizard coming to take him out of the cupboard under the stairs. The rest of us are still in there. Well, that's what you think, but it's just his imagination from reading a book. He read a book oh, called what? Harry Lotter and was like, oh, that's my name almost. <laughs> and Ray Liotta. <laughs> Ray Liotta and the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. I'd watch that if it was a movie. I wouldn't read it if it was a book, because as we've established, books are for nerds. 
What about a book of the script of the movie, Ray Liotta and the Philosopher's Stone? Mm, no, only if I had the movie at the same time and I was reading it and watching the movie at the same time. You know, to check check all his lines are correct. Exactly, yeah. You're almost fact-checking at that point. Yep. It's very important to fact-check Ray Liotta in a very fictional <laughs> fantasy <laughs> film. You do, you do. It's the most important thing. You know, fact fact check the media. No, fact check our politicians. Definitely not. You need to fact check Ray Liotta in a made up fantasy movie where he goes to wizard school. But let's remember, of course, that there are alternative facts. There are. It it might, especially when Ray Liotta's involved, because it might be him. It might be Stuart Lee. You know, who knows? (laughs) Stuart Lee Liotta. Um, That's my favourite kind of red wine. I was thinking it might be uh, Michael Madsen in it. Oh, yeah. Or Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Who, as it's been pointed out to us on Twitter, looks looks like Marilyn Manson disguised as Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Definitely does. Definitely does. Um, but there's no Nicolas Cage in the movie Desperados. Sadly not, and it's annoying because it's the title of a film that sounds like the kind of film that Nicolas Cage would be in. It it really does, doesn't it? Um, I mean, there is a movie called Desperado. I was going to um, say, yeah, I, I enjoyed watching the 1990 film, 1995 film <laughs> Desperado, <laughs> the sequel to the 1993 film El Mariachi. Have you seen Desperado? <laughs> yes, many, many years ago when we were too young to be watching 18 films, so it was cool that we were watching a film that was an 18. I adored it. But I don't really remember the details. I remember there's lots of Antonio Banderas being amazing and lots of shooting. Um, yeah, I think I, I watched it at a friend's house, and you know when like you go to your friend's house. Oh, actually, no. Well, knowing what I know about your childhood, you were this friend, but I wasn't. It's like you know when you go to your friend's house, and they've got eighteen films, and they're like sort of vaguely allowed to watch them, or their parents are kind of turning a blind eye. Whereas my parents weren't. So, like, yeah, this was one of those films for me. I was like fourteen around a friend's house. We're going to watch Desperado, and Antonio Banderas is going to shoot up some bad guys. <laughs> I mean, my parents were definitely not just turning a blind eye. They were fine with me watching it. Um, like, although I don't, Come on, watch this crucifixion. I, I don't think that um, I ever watched them with friends. I think they did put a limit on, well, well I can fuck up my own child, but I can't <laughs> fuck up someone else's child by showing them Robocop at age seven. Um, but, but I have a lot more memory of Once Upon a Time in Mexico, which came out. Um, a fair few years later, 2003, mm. which is a another stonker. There's there's some great movies. These Des, uh, Desperado and Once Upon a Time in Mexico are very very good. Um, but I haven't uh, seen that one. It is it is excellent. It also has mariachis with guns, and I think it's a perfect combination. Chocolate and peanut butter. Get out, mariachi and gun. <laughs> That's where we're at now. I realized as well, I'm on my son's playlist of fun songs, La Cucaracha is on there, which is like a Mexican folk song. And we realized um, that one of the lines is about the cockroach not having weed to smoke. <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> so now I actually sing the words at him every time. Oh, that's good. You know, you've got to get him aware of drugs yeah. at a very early age. Because if he's not aware, then he's going to fall into the trap of, of smoking a spliff, smoking a jazz cigarette. And then before you know it, it's going to be the heroin and it's going to be the amphetamine and it's going to be whatever terrible cyber drug is around when he's an adult. Cyber crack. Um, Cyber crack. Yeah. 
Yeah, Brass Eye never warned us about that one, did they? You you hook it up to your Elon Musk created ear device, and then <laughs> you get high whilst listening to podcasts. That's 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 going to be the future of of drug usage. Did you hear about Elon Musk's ear device this week? No, th- I thought you just made that up. No, so he basically said that the future is going to be like ear implants, so you don't have to wear headphones. Um, uh, and right. and my immediate thought is, yeah, that's a great idea because I'm really looking forward to having an endless loud beeping in my ears when something goes wrong with the hardware. Um, yeah, or having to have someone cut you open when it goes wrong. Yeah, it's and a, you need a new one. <laughs> sounds sounds brilliant. Thanks, Elon. Um, sounds really good. You, you're trying to get us into a shit dystopian sci-fi future. <laughs> at a incredible thing forever. Rate. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, like um, like you know, electric cars, great. Less so horrifying cybernetic implants where you're basically own your body is owned by a tech com- uh, corporation yeah and you just know that his baby that's called like x alpha boogie woogie 2 z 769 is going to be president someday <laughs> president of my butt get out that child i have no time for that child <laughs> me neither Eric's going to beat him up. They're going to go to. They're going to be. At, <laughs> yeah, they're going to face off. They're going to be at, on top of a cliff at uni together, and then Eric's going to be like, you know what, mate? You know what? Indecipherable name. You're a proper dick. You are, and then he's going to yeah push him down a well. And the only person laugh. whose name you can't pronounce in who was ever allowed to have that in history was Prince, the artist formerly <laughs> known as Prince. Okay, you're like, what? You think you're as good as the love symbol? Prince. You ain't even half of that. Famous Daily Mail lover Prince. <laughs> well, it was, it was actually the Mail on Sunday. The Mail on Sunday. Famous <laughs> Mail on Sunday lover Prince. <laughs> He's the only one who's allowed to have an indecipherable name. But there is no Prince or Elon Musk in Desperados. But instead Sadly we got not. a very generic romantic comedy, <laughs> I think is yeah. a polite way to put it. It's it, you You know what's going to happen very very quickly and it doesn't it's by the numbers i mean and those numbers might be in spanish because some of the film is in mexico but nonetheless it is by the numbers yes. Uno, dos, tres, yeah. cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. <laughs> the offspring taught us so much over the years <laughs> yeah. um but um but yeah so so it's very um it's very by the numbers you know it's i've i've met a guy i'm pretending to be this cool aloof woman that i'm not to to make sure that i keep this relationship because i'm not good with relationships yeah um oh no he's gone missing he's not he's ghosted me after we've had sex i'm gonna get drunk and send a nasty email to him Uh oh he was in an accident let's go get that email back um so so it's it's almost exactly the same plot as the movie road trip um, I honestly can't remember the plot of Road Trip. Uh, so Road Trip is... Um, As we discussed on the last episode and <laughs> previous episodes, I can remember every detail of the film Euro Trip, but that's for another episode. Um, so so in that one, they uh, plan. It, it's about this couple when they go off to university, to different universities, and they're going to be faithful to one another and have it long distance. Um, and then they made a... Th- the the guy has slept with someone else and he made a sex tape but then accidentally sent the sex tape to his girlfriend instead of a tape of him going i love you baby you're you're great and i love you um but then 
hijinks. Oh God, ensue. I'm looking at this now. Tom Green. What the <laughs> fuck happened to Tom Green? Tom Green. Um, he did things. So wait, if this was 2000, he'd have had to mail the tape to her. So they're yes, chasing a so, tape that's been mailed. So they're chasing right. a tape that's been mailed, um, and they go across country and hijinks ensue. Um, and it's one of those stupid teen bro comedies where they're all like... Oh, wait, Dude. Sean William Scott's in it. Exactly. That's how you know. Oh, right. It's got the Sean William Scott stamp of approval. Yep. In the, I see Who is good when there's hockey involved, <laughs> middling elsewhere. <laughs> I, I have all the time in the world for him. I'm a big fan. I bet um, he just seems like he'll be so much fun. He's the kind of guy you want to hang out yeah, with. Yeah, Country Mac. Country Mac, exactly. You want him to come to your party and then ride a motorcycle off a cliff at the end of it and die. <laughs> exactly. So um, so it turns out that... Um, I'm having a little look at what happened to Tom Green. Sorry, we will get on to speaking about Desperados at some point. Um, he was in Celebrity Big Brother 2 in the US in 2019. <laughs> but he was evicted during a live. How were they only on eviction. two of Celebrity Big Brother last year? Or maybe they've they've rehashed it over time, or or maybe they've just been so popular with just having normal people on it that they've only just needed to. Maybe. Um, I mean, Americans are just so glamorous, aren't they? They don't even need <laughs> celebs. Exactly. Exactly. Every one of them is a hip cat. Do you remember the movie Freddy Got Fingered? I never saw it. I remember seeing posters for it and stuff and thinking, that looks terrible. <laughs> it was. Even though I'm at the age where it should be hilarious to have the word fingered in a title <laughs> of a film. It, it is very bad, but it's almost, it's interesting because it's almost deliberately bad. It's, it's, it's like an anti-comedy in a way. And I think part of that is deliberate, that basically right. Tom Green was given a load of money to make a movie and he was like, you guys are fucking idiots. I'm going to make an absolute piece of trash. And then he did. <laughs> and um, there's something admirable about that, isn't there? <laughs> I, think, I think there is. There's, there's, some, there's some very iconic meme-worthy scenes. Um, oh, good. It's got Shaquille O'Neal as himself in it. <laughs> Famous flat earther Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> that's what you want, doesn't it? That's what you, that's what you want. Um, so, <laughs> Oh, my God. Anthony Michael Hall is in it? apparently so wow okay <laughs> um but yeah so so tom green he's still around doing something from the looks of it um oh my god um uh, he's canadian what tom green yes yeah i did not know that um <laughs> uh, i'm just having a look at the the um the, the other contestants in in celebrity big brother 2 um, there's a lot of names that I don't necessarily recognize. Um, there's, uh, Lindsay Lohan's mother was in it. Um, it had a American hurdler and bobsledder, um, had an NFL running back. Oh, big brother, you have a bobsleigh <laughs> team. <laughs> um, a, a WWE wrestler, um, actors swimmers so it seems as though it's a higher level of celebrity than the british one which was basically just um random (laughs) random people who once were in a magazine or something like that (laughs) on on game shows maybe um but it turns out and and george galloway obviously that there was a um (laughs) a, a, a mystery guest um 
who appeared very briefly in the house was Anthony Scaramucci. Do you remember the <laughs> mooch? Yeah, it's Trump's communications director for all of 14 days. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the two-week communications director. Mini the moocher. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the mooch. So the mooch turned up in it, <laughs> which I suppose is akin to um, Ed Bull's turning up in the dance show, isn't it? Um, yeah, except he was in it for like 10 episodes and he killed it. Yeah, he was great. Um, I, I, will... I still have visions of him doing Gangnam Style. <laughs> sometimes it comes to me late at night um incredible yeah um there's there's a phrase can i I just say something go for it ed balls ed balls um there's a phrase that i always think of in my head when um when talking about ed balls in that i I studied politics at college and (laughs) um one day we were there in class and our politics teacher who was he was great he was really good um in the middle of like in the middle of something just turned around and wrote on the wall on on the board balls in massive letters which was funny enough and then he pointed at it and just went right so why is ed balls cheesed off and now whenever i hear never i hear anything about ed balls i just think ah oh, ed balls is cheesed off isn't he um, that's very good which, yeah so yeah ed balls cheesed <laughs> off um but <laughs> that's that sounds like a freddie got fingered era film doesn't it ed balls is cheesed ed off balls is yeah ed balls is in it and then it's ed balls is and then ellipses afterwards and then cheesed off is the name of the movie oh uh, yeah like brassed off <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um yeah that so ed balls on his quest to become a very good trumpet player <laughs> Yeah, it's Ed Ed Balls is off to become a um he's off to become a, a cheesemonger. Yep. Um that that that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. But Ed Balls is not in Desperados, but instead it's a it's a it's a decent enough cast which which is good. So um Nassim Pedrad is someone who's very very funny. Um yeah. has been in some really good stuff over the years. She's in um a show I love called Scream Queens which is very very good. Um, does one of the voices in Despicable Me Too, which is a great movie. Hashtag no haters here for the minions. <laughs> um, See, I I am okay with the Despicable Me franchise, but I do find the minions irritating. I'm all about Gru. Gru's my guy. I love um, I love the Despicable Me films. I think they're very very fun, and um, yeah. I'm I'm here for them. I don't hate the minions. I feel like I should because I am a an adult man. But there's something and you that, hate a lot of things, and I hate a lot of things. But especially joy and happiness. Yeah, and I fun. I do hate joy and happiness. But oh, those cute little minions! Oh, but um, got got time for them running around going banana and things like that. Oh, <laughs> that's what you like. I do love a banana. Um, but uh, <laughs> but but yeah, and the, and then she's in she's a new girl as well. Um. And, New Girl um, was one of those shows where I kind of it was on TV and like I never watched a whole episode, but sometimes you'd watch half of one because it was on, and you're like, "Oh yeah, this is so additional. Is this good? I don't know if it's good." And then Prince was in it as himself, and they had a song together that was really nice. Yeah, so I watched that clip on YouTube over and over. Obviously, it's fine. It's, it's nothing special, but it's one of those nice, comforting sitcoms, really, um, which which does the job. And then um, you know. It, Desperados also has um, Lamorne Morris in it, who was also in New Girl, so it's kind of a little reunion ah, for right. them. Um, nice. But um, but yeah, so so she's very funny, and I think her energy kind of carries this film. 
I don't. Hundred percent. I don't think it. I knew her from the live action Aladdin. Ah, so yes, yeah, she's she plays in that. the character that's not in the cartoon version, who is like Princess Jasmine's handmaiden or whatever. Who ends up? Spoiler alert: she ends up getting married to the genie at the end of the film. Oh, cool! I I marry the genie. Yeah, of course, of course you would. He's a genie. <laughs> so, so's Aladdin, but he's not just a genie. He's Will Smith and a genie. So's William Genie Smith. Um, <laughs> so's Aladdin. Yeah. Sorry, I've got William, William G. Genie Smith. <laughs> William. <laughs> Willie G style, um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. The G and G style stands for genie. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, He's getting genie with it. <laughs> I've never made that joke before. Welcome to Agrippa. Bienvenido, Agrippa. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, so, and in that, she was very good. So that's where I'd seen her before. Ah, cool. Um, and as soon as she appeared in this, I was like, "Oh, it's her off of Aladdin." Okay, I'm interested. Yeah, and, and and she's. I think she's got a real charisma, and she's like I said, she's got a real energy to her performance, which carries through a lot of a lot of her work. And she's a very engaging lead in this movie. That if, I think if it was if it was a lesser actor, I don't think it would have been anywhere near as fun to watch. And I, I'm not saying that this movie is good. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. No, but. Um, you, you, it's adequate. Yeah, you, but you care about this is a supermarket a pizza, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a supermarket you know, like pizza. It, it's a pizza, you know. But ultimately, it's not as good as something you would make or order from somewhere else or eat in a restaurant. Yeah, you're not. You're not gonna... even if you pay the extra couple of quid for the Tesco finest buffalo mozzarella, or whatever. It's still ultimately. Yeah, you're, you're not going to be like, oh, this is this is just as good as the pizza I had in Naples. That kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a supermarket pizza. It's it ain't fine. that. Um, but, but she, she kind of makes it reach that level, I think, because you genuinely care about her as a lead and it, it's a very similar kind of, um, energy to bridesmaids. And I think that's, this yeah. feels a little bit like a tamer version of bridesmaids in the, Oh, what you, you think it's tame because no one shits in the street in it? N- no, the only thing that happens is there's a bit of vom in someone's face. There is some puke in it. And oddly, I found that moment really disgusting. I think it was the <laughs> color of the puke. It was like a sort of gray, gruelly color. It did. It did. I was really grossed out by that. It, and there's not much stuff in films that I am usually grossed out by, but for some reason that made me heave. It did look like very authentic vomit, didn't it? Yeah. Um, kudos. Um, the bit that made me heave was the terrifying CGI dolphin. Um, yeah, which... <laughs> with a massive cock. Yeah. So you can show like a dolphin's cock on, on screen. That's fine. It's not even an 18, but you can't show any bit of man's penis. No, no, not even a little bit of shaft. Bit of Which shaft. Although with 365 days, was there a bit of shaft? I think there was a bit of shaft. But I think you, you thought there was a bit of shaft. Yeah. I don't remember seeing any shaft. I think I think there was a tiny bit of I shaft. Wasn't looking I don't busy. think you can't get away with showing the full erect penis in a, right. a movie. But if you're a dolphin. Yeah, a bit of flaccid shaft. <laughs> yeah, if you're a dolphin, then no problem. Um, yeah. yeah, that, that it's CGI fine. It's dolphin just biological. is awful. Absolutely awful bit of CGI there. Um, it's a it's an odd scene that one. Yeah, why couldn't they have got a real dolphin to jizz in her face? Yeah, that's that's what the audience wants, isn't it? Yeah, we we're, we're Netflix, the, you big fakers. We're the bridesmaid generation. We want as much gross out humor as possible in our movies about romance. Yeah, because you know that Maya Rudolph was really shitting in that dress in the middle of the street. We all know it really happened. I mean, she is a method actor. I yeah. do feel as though she would have actually shat in the street. If it was, yeah, if she if she was truly committed, <laughs> if it was Johnny Depp in Bridesmaids, 
then you know he would be shitting in the street. Perhaps not intentionally. Perhaps he just loses himself in the role so much that he just feels, you know what, I'm going to go shit in this street wearing this bridesmaid, uh, wearing this um, wedding dress. Who's going to stop me? (laughs) Who's going to stop me? I'm Captain Jack Sparrow and I'm getting (laughs) married. (laughs) Now bring me that horizon. (laughs) Bring bring me that horizon and bring me puppies to give to every guest of my wedding shower. (laughs) Did he actually do that? No, but in, in bridesmaids, the, you know, at the the um the big old party, the pre wedding party, they, uh, oh, they were given puppies. the puppy, don't they? Bridesmaids was like episode four for us, wasn't it? <laughs> it really was. I'm actually go back and listen to that. <laughs> it was a, a yeah, it was a long time ago. I've watched it um, since then. Um, Have you? Yeah, I, I'm a fan of bridesmaids, as you know. I like it. Yeah, I yeah. like a bit of shit. We in had a good street. chat about it. <laughs> um, I think it's good. Ultimately, yeah, just keep going in back the to street. The... <laughs> um but but yeah there's no shitting in the street here there is no there is a funny recurring joke about pedophilia um which yeah see i didn't find that funny did you not no it was a little bit hey hey guess what a 13 year old boy i bet he's horny no but I, I thought that it was more i i didn't think that it was um horn related i think it was more love he he genuinely loves <laughs> her and i like how there was these constant um I like I like how there was these constant callbacks where she just kept ending up in these these awkward situations, um, and and so yeah, I I really liked it. I didn't think it was it was sexually driven. I think the 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 young boy, um, what was his name, Nolan. I think it was very because mm-hmm. you know he looks away when um, when he hands her her her. Um, he is very excited by the dildo though. Well, he didn't know what it was though. Oh yeah, that's true. And you're like, he's definitely the age where he would know. That <laughs> yeah, he's like a twelve-year-old child. He knows. He knows what a vibrator yeah. is. Um, His angry mum was good though. Yes. Um. So I I really enjoyed that that continual joke. And then when the mum gets vomed on, what I was hoping for was for them to turn up. Um. Again. So maybe you've got that very sad scene on the plane at the end where she she lets him yeah. read the email and he says, "I don't want to go sit somewhere else, etc." Blah. I'm a mad. I'm a so mad. You're a weird, crazy person. I'm a mad mayonnaise man with no, de- no defined characteristics to my to my person. Um, <laughs> I'm a wet milk sports agent. Yeah, I'm 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 the male equivalent of re- of wet milk. Fight. Milk. No one's just a sports agent. <laughs> milk. Um, <laughs> just like he's like, yeah, I'm a sports agent. What sports? You can't be an agent for all sports. I don't know. Is there are there agents for all sports? No, you can't represent every sport. Surely you'd be like, oh, I'm a baseball agent or I'm a hockey agent or whatever. And you'd like talk about your work. But I guess he was supposed to be like a bland wet milk guy. They didn't want to make him too interesting. Um, it might be that he's one of like the lower level ones who works for an agency as opposed to looking after an individual. Right. Maybe. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you've got you've got specific agents who look after, you know, lots and lots of of um, clients um but then maybe but he does play bubble soccer which is that a thing did they make that up for this film I, that, is that real i can't believe that they made it up for this film because there's so many <laughs> there's so many outfits for it for just a five second scene that's the kind of thing um, i'd do if i was making a film <laughs> just make up a sport for a 30 second scene <laughs> exactly exactly um and now we're gonna play some woof ball <laughs> some woof ball his, yeah, his team of five humans and five dogs. 
how do you score a goal in Wolfpool then? Uh, well, the goal is there are two kennels on either end of the pitch, right? Five dogs. And the ball is like a ball of bones. So the humans have to try and like bat the opposing team's dogs away while their dogs on their team chase the ball into the kennel and then they get to eat the bones. That sounds incredibly It'd be absolutely chaotic. <laughs> yes. Um, I would have Death Ball where you have to just it's just gladiator combat apart from the ball in the middle <laughs> you will go on my first whistle <laughs> exactly we can wolf. have that guy back we'll have wolf back as well wolf wolf can uh wolf, wolf yeah, can be yeah. involved um but um <laughs> what were we talking about before we got onto this oh yeah ma- um, he's a sports man. agent the bland man. mayonnaise man he's a sports um, agent yeah was I w- his name chad or derek or something <laughs> um Brad, uh, jared isn't it Oh, Jared. Jared. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would have loved it if at that point she'd sort of walked through the curtain and she was looking for a new seat to sit in. And then there's a seat next to the, the mother and son. Um, yeah. I think that would have been a nice little callback. That's the only seat. And, the and it would have broken up that, that sad scene because that sad scene was just like, oh, yep, here's a sad bit. And then eventually it's yeah. going to be over, isn't it? And I think maybe if they'd added something in that broke that up a bit, it would have been a bit unexpected. And uh, th- I suppose that's the big problem with this movie, isn't it? Is that there's nothing really unexpected in it. Um, it no, ev- you, you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, ev- everything that happens you saw coming about 15 minutes earlier. Like, hey, she's in a towel. I wonder if she's going to end up naked. Oh, spoiler alert, she gets Not naked. that they're going to show it, obviously. No, of course not. Um, we can show a dolphin's penis, but not that. <laughs> you, you are really angry about the dolphin's penis. <laughs> yeah, it was really disgusting and bad CGI. <laughs> I mean, my problem is the bad CGI. Yeah. At the very least, in a in a Netflix original, I want to see a legitimate real dolphin penis. Yeah. You know, no no cheating here. That's what... Well, what's interesting what about that as well is dolphins have a prehensile penis. Did you know this? Yes, I did. I don't know why. Like they can wrap this. around things. It's like a duck, isn't it? Ducks have the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Or like a, it's like a snake. <laughs> the, Not a snake's penis. I mean, it's actually, it's actually like a snake. Like, like a, it could wrap itself around your leg. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's terrifying. Absolutely. Ter- Nature is a disgusting and terrifying thing. Nature is horrible. If there's one thing we've learned from films, it's that nature is horrendous and evil, and you should never go outside. Did Unless it's to play Pokemon Go. <laughs> That's the only reason, because then it's man-made. Um, man-made nature. We made them, and they're, they're, even when they're terrifying, they're still cute. Yeah. Um, and they should be grateful that we made them. Yes, exactly. It's the problem with nature that we didn't make. It's ungrateful. Yeah, it doesn't... It's not even happy to be there. It doesn't understand our dominion over it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Very bad. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, did you see the news about um, microbes from 100 million years ago being brought back to life? No, but that could only result in some kind of evil curse. I have I have watched enough horror movies to know that the scientists who did that and, and pulled these microbes out of the ice and brought them back to life, they are all already dead or already yeah. infected <laughs> with some kind of terrifying creature. Yeah. Um, they already... Meanwhile, the bubonic plague is coming back in South America as well. Yeah, exactly. We're already like a third of the way into this film. I'm, f- I'm fully expecting there to be like giant lampreys coming out of the ocean at any given moment. We're, we're nearly there. Yeah. 
Um, just, just all of the terrifying apocalypses all coming at the same time. <clears throat> yeah, Godzilla's going to come to Surrey. You better believe it. <laughs> it's like turning up in Croydon. Yeah. Going to Ikea. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's jumped on top of that building that's shaped like a 50p and he's fucking livid. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but um, but yeah, there's no there's no um, there's no giant lampreys in Desperados. There's just a dolphin, um, yeah. and and a few attempts, half-hearted attempts to try and get to this guy's computer. Um, it never really feels that exciting, I suppose. You know, in, in terms of the plot plot points, there's nothing really here that stands out as a as a particularly interesting scene. You've got the thing where she she accidentally gets naked um but there, there's there's nothing really there that really that really stands out as this popping scene like you know when you think of um bridesmaids as, as the most direct comparison to this movie you've got the shitting in the street you've got the party at the end you've got the vegas flight everything like that is very very memorable whereas here it, and there's all that stuff in Bridesmaids about the friendship as well. So the friendship element of this film is very, very strong. And it ultimately, it that's where it decides to go with the conclusion to be like, you're my best friends and I love you and I'm a dick and I'm sorry. Whereas in Bride, the, the things that kind of drove them there were more obvious than they were all in Bridesmaids. Or in Bridesmaids, Bridesmaids, it was obvious, but there's that brilliant, brilliant scene, which is a real turning point in the movie where it's like, I think it's the baby shower and whoever and Kristen Wiig just like loses her shit and starts yelling at everyone and is like, fuck you, you're this, you're that. And you're like, yes, come on, say what you feel. It's like someone actually saying what they feel in this kind of film and no one in Desperados did that. Yeah, I, that's exactly right, isn't it? Is that they eventually lose their patience um, with her and and walk away from it. But you never really have that cathartic moment where they where they have that kind of bust up and where you think, yes, tell it like it is. Um, and, and I, I suppose part of that is the way that the, 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 um, the demanding one in the situation is our lead character. But I feel as though they still could have added in that scene with the, with the two friends, you know, um, played by, um, Anna Camp and Sarah Burns. You know, they're, they're very, they're very engaging. They have their own character traits as opposed to just being friend one and friend two. And they have their own interests in the story. Um, and I, I did like the the bit where they went to go and see Heather Graham in the desert. That was that was yeah. fun, and it and it added a conclusion and a little bit of depth to their characters that was very much needed. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, so it wasn't just that oh she wants to get pregnant or oh she wants to leave her husband, but they actually did sort of fill in the gaps around that to make those characters less one dimensional. Yes, yeah, which which was which was nice, and it was really appreciated that they did that. But I still feel as though they should have had that cathartic moment where they said you're being completely unreal reasonable over a guy that doesn't even know the real you and won't want to know the real you because the real you is a fuck up and this guy is a boring mayonnaise man um and i think if they had that scene in there it would have maybe had more of an emotional punch and it maybe would have had more memorable scenes but even even so i think the 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 engaging nature of that trio of 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 lead friends still kind of propels the movie along sufficiently for it to be enjoyable i guess yeah for sure and we do have romance in this movie you've got sean oh sean yeah. is is funny we like sean we like sean's him. a good guy he's an architect he makes buildings happen he does and his wife is dead yeah he has a dead wife 
that's it's like we get to that point in the film where it's like how can we what what can we what reason can we give for him being like a standoffish guy because you, you can't get away these days with him just being a guy you know, that was how it used to be in the films in the mid 2000s maybe even up to like early early this de- early last decade you know a guy who's just being a guy you know he's he's a guy he can't commit to you because he's a guy or he's unavailable because he's a guy and he's a guy but now it's like you can't get away with that so like he has to have a dead wife instead yeah, so he's got a dead wife, which is obvious, unfortunately. Um, yeah. What's what's the trope in comics? The woman in the refrigerator. Woman in the refrigerator. Yeah. yeah. It's it's the dead the dead wife in a in a romantic movie trope, or the dead husband yeah. in a romantic movie trope. And when you need to cover the serious bits of the plot, when like you've written all the dolphin dick jokes, and you're like, right, that we need to actually take this film somewhere. How do I get there? <laughs> yeah. How do we explain away why this guy? isn't seeing somebody and why he's been so standoffish about romance and it it couldn't be oh i had a bad breakup or oh my wife cheated on me or something like that it has to be she's dead yeah there, there, there has to be that final like, closure of this character we never meet they've got to be dead yeah because <laughs> otherwise they could show up they, they could might just appear they in could. one scene they could show up in a scene and be walk like, into the bar there she is i'm really sorry ex-husband but I sent you an email where I said you had a pencil penis. Um, yeah, and I was glad that your dad was dead yes. or whatever. I, I did enjoy that. I did think the 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 sort of montage scene where they're writing the email was quite funny. Um, yeah, and the thin dick jokes were were excellent, um, <laughs> particularly when later on when he's reading over it, you just see the like pencil dick bit and the dead dad bit, and he's just like, "Oh, that's just so mean." Yeah, <laughs> um, I I kind of one thing that I was expecting was that I thought they were going to put a twist in about our boy Jared, um, where he was going to turn out to be a a dickhead of some description. He was going to be um, ketchup instead of mayonnaise. He was going to be ketchup instead. Of, he was going to be barbecue sauce. Yeah, donkey um, sauce. <laughs> um, and and so maybe he's actually there with a girlfriend or something like that. Um, and I, I guess yeah. I guess I'm happy. Oh, he's got he, an alive wife. He's got an his wife is the 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 woman who um, Wesley keeps trying to have sex with the child of that kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And and I'm kind of happy that they didn't add something like that in um, because it makes it a little bit more realistic in this movie about dolphin erections. Um, <laughs> That's what they should have called it: dolphin erections. <laughs> dolphin erection desperado. I think it should have been. Um, but um, but yeah, so it does make it a bit more realistic that he is just a guy and then he's like, oh, I can't handle this weirdness. Bye-bye. Um, but at the same time, there was something <clears> deep <throat> inside me that was thinking, no, give us something to make him a Jeben because he's not a very yeah, likable character. On. Give us something else to make him more of an arsehole than he is so we can be like, yeah, fuck you. You deserve that email. Because as it stands, he's a boring loser. <laughs> you just want him to deserve it. Yeah, he, as it stands, he's a boring loser. He's like, oh, I like playing bubble football and we should eat salads instead of delicious donut hot dogs. And all that scene was shite. horrible. That was that was like, nobody actually does that if you've or, if your food has already come, right? And and that that's the moment where you're like, yeah, this guy deserves whatever's coming to him. Like, yeah he he deserves it um because that's that's frustrating for the for the wait staff it's frustrating for the chef frustrating for the person who has ordered the delicious donut hot dog um and i would eat the hell out of that because let's be honest here salads salads are the books of the food world 
<laughs> Salads are for nerds. Yep. Get out of here with that salad. They belong in the cupboard under the stairs. The only place that salad should be is inside a burger or inside some kind of delicious, unhealthy food. Yeah. Just bury it in there somewhere. Yeah. G- and give me it'll a, get into my body somehow. Give me a bit of rocket. Give me a bit of rocket in my in my yeah. delicious burger. Something like that. But the, I, I felt like they weirdly like glossed over her kind of changing to fit to be with him. It, it was like clearly that's the beginning of the movie and that's just part of the setup. But I actually would have liked a little bit more detail on why her character felt she had to do that or how she changed as a person and why she was so committed to that. And all of that stuff got explored a bit later down the line, but I actually wouldn't have minded a bit more setup there at the beginning. Yeah, I, I would have pr- appreciated that as well. It's it's a movie that seems to go very quickly. Um, and I think having a little bit more of that setup at the beginning where they sort of explain what's going on, I think that that would have gone down better. It seems as though they yeah. get... And it's not too long, which is a good thing about this film is it's, it's kind of the right, the length that it needs to be. But you know that that might have been a bit helpful. Yeah, I think you know they get. You to, could have skipped one of the like hijinks scenes in Mexico for that. Yeah, they got to Mexico very very quickly, um, and yeah, I'm they didn't sure. even show them on the plane or anything. Yeah, it was like the next scene there in Mexico. So all right, and and I'm not sure whether maybe they could have had a little bit more of a build up before that. Um, but um, but you know it's it's one of those things, isn't it? And and I think you're right. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's it's under two hours long. Appreciated, thank you. In an era where every movie seems to be at least two and a half hours long, um, mm-hmm. I'm glad to have something that's short. Um, but yeah, it could have done with um, maybe could have done with a little bit more context at the beginning. Yeah, just a little. Um, but it, but it's fine. Although we we do get the thing of her wanting to be a guidance counselor and that being her true calling in life. Yeah, which then, I like. which she's not qualified for. <laughs> and then at the end, she gets the job even though she's not qualified for it. But she's doing a good job, and we see at the end that she's doing a good job as a guidance counselor. Yeah, um, which is good. She's killing it. She's she's being an excellent guidance counselor. Um, and and she gets her man. She gets Sean at the end. And yep. and interrupts that poor other woman's blind date. Um, yeah, and at first he he says no, and then he comes outside and says yes, which again was also like, come on, he knew that was gonna. Happen. It was it was very obviously going to happen. Just be obvious, just just like be straight with each other at that point because there's no, it doesn't really serve the plot much. It, there's no comedy to be found in it at that point. You're like, yep, yeah, just get together, come on, do it. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, but, um, but yeah, and, and then they get together and then that's the end. It's like, oh, what a pleasant movie that I'm going to forget about in about five minutes. Yeah. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't watch again. No, no, I don't think I would either. It's, it's, um, it's, it's fine. It's, it's a very relaxed rom-com. And if you're in the mood for a nice relaxed rom-com where you know what's going to happen, you're sitting down with your cup of tea, got a biscuit. And you're like, oh, you know what? I want to just watch something that'll make me happy with some nice characters. And maybe there's a dolphin and the dolphin gets to get its rocks on. Um, You know, if you're after that, this is the movie for you. Yeah. Maybe one of the leads is going to kiss Heather Graham. (laughs) Yeah. In the the yoga palace. Um, I I do love Heather Graham. She's brilliant. And... um, 
is it's a really that is the one kind of unexpected bit of this movie isn't it is they do go on that little you know soul searching trip the two the two um friends and that that's nice i think i think that's the one thing that really makes this movie stand out is that they do pay attention to their to their secondary characters in that way yeah sure and I felt like it got a bit better as it went on as well. Towards the end of the film, I found myself feeling a little bit more invested in it than I was at the beginning. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it's got um, it's got that quality to it, doesn't it? Where as you as you get to understand the characters more, you kind of grow with grow to enjoy the movie more as well, which is always yeah. a good. And sign. she did have that chemistry with Sean as well. And like when they end up at the birthday party, and there's of course a a sexy fun dance scene that shows there's a neat way of showing how two people bond as friends, and maybe they could be something else. But I appreciated that. Yes, yeah, that was that was very good. That was very good as well. Yeah, of course they couldn't dance to the mariachi band. They had to play a sexy song instead. Yeah, because that, that's what you you dance to, don't you? You dance to the. I was hoping they'd get down to La Cucaracha, but you, know, <laughs> La Cucaracha. you can't have everything. If only, maybe that's in the director's cut. Um, yeah, you never know. <laughs> um, they filmed it, but it was too difficult because it said the word marijuana in it. Yeah, it's like oh, can't do that. Can't do that in this movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so speaking of directors, this was um, directed by. LP, who has directed the... Um, did you just fart? I did not. Is that noise again? The ghost fart? <laughs> it might I heard be, it again. It might be. We're, we're, we're unveiling um, a little bit of how we operate here, but I, I record these podcasts lying down in bed, which is part of the reason why I sound so <laughs> relaxed and have such a, a lovely silken voice. Um, but it might so be... relaxed that it just like, slips out sometimes. <laughs> no, but it, it might be that I've got I've got some pillows resting up against the the, the head of the bed, and maybe um, maybe it's when I move them that they slide against it and it creates a fart right, sound. Okay. Um, Whereas I'm I'm here sitting in my conservatory at a table like a sucker. I should be doing this in bed. You as should well. be. It's perfect. It's the perfect way to podcast. Wouldn't do it any other yeah. way. Um. <laughs> Uh, sorry, go on. This film is directed by by, by um, LP. Is is her the guy name. off of Run the Jewels? No, unfortunately not. Um, uh, <laughs> um, who who has directed some bits and bobs? Um, they've um, directed uh, the um, Escape Room episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, ah, okay. Uh, a TV series called Mr. Mom, which I guess is a remake of the um, the show starring what was what, what what was it? Who was in it? Who was in the original one in the eighties? Um, John Candy. No, no. it was um, nineteen eighty three film. Yeah, uh, uh, it was Batman, wasn't it? It was Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Um, oh yes, was in it. I guess it's maybe a remake of that. Um, and, and, and has done a fair, a fair few sort of television shows, um, things like that. And it, it's a, it's a pretty well directed thing. I think it's got some nice sweeping shots apart from the, the terrifying dolphin. I think it's, it's pretty well done. Yeah. It looks nice. It's nice to look at. Yes. And it, nothing wrong there. And it, 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 it keeps up the pace and it keeps it, keeps it ticking over nicely. Um, so, so yeah, so it's a, it's a fine film, a fine yeah. film. It's, it's an adequate Netflix film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, competent. Yeah, a, a competent 
a competent, solid little rom-com. Um, so, so is there anything else you'd like to share about this movie before we, before we get? Um, going? no, I think that's it. I wrote down the big man has a dog on his t-shirt, and I can't remember what that referred to. Um, so there's the guy who's I'm a reserve firefighter at the beginning, and and he's oh yeah he's yeah. His t-shirt. But she goes off with Jared instead because the other guy because he's a large man no one would ever go out with a large man it's unbelievable <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um, this is everyone's favorite segment of the podcast by the way where i read you the notes that i made and expect you to decide for them. <laughs> i i enjoy it i i enjoy it yeah but the, all the men in this film look like baseball players <laughs> which is true that's <laughs> true it's true um particularly the 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 large man yeah yeah, he he could be like a designated hitter. He'd be great. Yes, yeah, exactly. I <laughs> just put sports agent in capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's um, it. That's all I got. No, I, I choose to believe that he works for one of those agencies. So maybe he represents various small. Works for Boris Corp. He he represents various small, um, small sportsmen. Yeah, I, I mean Elon that, Musk's sports agency, SportsX. I, I mean that literally. I mean very, very short sports people. Oh, you mean like um, jockeys? Yes, exactly. He's he represents jockeys. That's his thing. Um, <laughs> right. So, um, little bit of <laughs> all of those jockeys in LA. Yeah, it's a it's a big scene, big scene for, for the LA jockey circuit. Um, <laughs> so, um, little bit of trivia for you. There's not much, you know. This is a new movie. Um, but uh, apparently it was, it's been around. So it was, it's been on the shelf since 2009. Um, and it was originally intended for Isla Fisher. Hmm. Okay. I I can see that. So it's, it's, yeah, it's been around a bit. It's been around a bit. I do like Isla Fisher. Yeah. Um, she's cool. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's been, been about, been about. And she's married to Sasha Baron Cohen. Can you imagine how exhausting that would be? (laughs) I mean, he's brilliant. But can you imagine how exhausting that would be? <laughs> every every day he comes down for breakfast. She comes down um, for breakfast, and he's already up, and he's wearing a different costume. And it's like yep. Sasha, what are you doing today, Sasha? I know no Sasha. I'm Fabrizio. <laughs> the next day, <laughs> like, I'm Gunther. Who have I got today? <laughs> I love it. I'd be married to. Did you see the thing he did where he pretended to be like a racist country singer? Oh at my the Trump god, rally? it was so good. It was so that was good. brilliant. Um, yeah. Uh, nothing but respect for for our uh, our king ali g yeah yep. <laughs> um, um right so how are we going to rank desperados uh let's see how many how many dolphins need to get their rocks off in the sea on your boat um so i'm gonna go for a solid 12 dolphins yeah that's that's fair that's fair i'm gonna go i'm gonna go one less and go 11 it's just above a bon jovi yeah it's it's higher than a bon jovi but not much higher no um it's a it's a a better bon jovi song it's a you know you (laughs) give love dead dead or alive yeah (laughs) as you know you give love a bad name is higher than that isn't it yeah yeah shot to the heart yeah um that's that that's that's the thinking person's living on a prayer isn't it (laughs) exactly exactly it's it's a superior superior bon jovi song come out even better than the original is the cover by atreyu i do not know this cover oh it's one of the one of the classics of the metalcore era 
I do know. I do know a trade. We'll talk about that on our on our other show. <laughs> <laughs> I do know a trade, but I don't know. Um... Yeah, they did a very good cover of it around oh, the time okay. of their first album. Okay, I will. Um, I will have to have to give that a listen. Um, yeah. Right. So, what have we got next on this? Podcast? Well, I've, I've given this a lot of thought. And in a lot of our episodes recently, we've been talking about live-action Disney a lot and all the remakes and stuff. So I think it's about time we actually watch one of those. So we're going to watch Lady and the Tramp 2019. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we're you said we're going to watch a live-action Disney movie. You're going to watch one of the ones which is a fucking CGI film. <laughs> yeah, but that's what they all are. It's not really live action, is it? It's the wrong word. I know it's the wrong. It's the wrong term. You can you can pick me up and use the wrong term. It's um, photorealistic animation. Fucking, you, you know what I mean? Bullshit. Yeah. Terror dogs from the death dimension <laughs> is what it is. Um, I've not I've not watched it. <laughs> that was my favorite 80s sci-fi film. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Terror dogs from the what dimension? <laughs> from the death dimension. From the death dimension. Yeah. That is a film I would watch. That was like. Yeah, that's a, like a Richard Bachman discarded script. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've, I've not seen it yet. I will watch it. Me neither. And we can discuss how they managed to get such brilliant people to be in this fucking piece of shit. Did they? Um, I, I haven't even seen the trailers or anything. I just know that it's there and it's probably awful. <laughs> Let's do it. I, I remember enjoying... Fuck, it was written by Andrew Bajalski? It was... The Mumblecore guy? It was brought into this world by dark sacraments is what it was <laughs> i really hope it's like a proper mumblecore bizarre <laughs> it's just thing. this black and white language um, yeah yeah dogs just shuffling around <laughs> hey how's it going man yeah oh, want to go get some spaghetti yeah i guess no man Whatever. i can't have meat oh i can't have it here's the film is really about the pain of being italian <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um cool okay well i'm i'm going to watch this movie it's a film yes you are (laughs) (laughs) oh dear all right i'm i'm excited for it (laughs) i'm not disney plus is definitely paying for itself (laughs) (laughs) good times good times all right well thanks a lot for listening um, we really, really appreciate it, and we hope you enjoyed Desperados. If you didn't watch it, you know, why not give it a whirl? You know, sit down with your cup of tea and, you know, while away the time. Because, you know, you want light-hearted fluff during these times, which continue to be strange and bizarre times for everyone. 2020, worst year. So, you know, this kind of stuff exists to help you get through it, as do we. And if we are helping you get through it and you like what we do, you can support us by giving us money. There's a link in our show notes to our ACAST supporter page, you know you can just give us anything you like really so one p or a million pounds it's up to you yeah you know just um whatever whatever you feel we're worth you know it might just be a a a telling off yeah (laughs) i don't know how you do that financially (laughs) 10p find a way when a freddo costs 12p yeah exactly can't even buy a freddo that's that that's the telling off amount of money isn't it yeah but yeah, it's no, it's no like subscriptions or any of that. It's just like if you feel like bunging us a couple of quid, why not? Yes. Otherwise, you know, just listen to the show and enjoy it, and do what you do. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Big Boys Don't Pod on the emails Big Boys Don't Cry Podcast at gmail dot com. Get in touch. Yeah. Tell us how far you would go to get back a 
dodgy email. Yeah, send us photos of Nicolas Cage looking like Marilyn Manson disguised as Nicolas Cage, please. More of that content. And why do you think Ed Balls is cheesed off? Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> send us photos. <laughs> All right, and we'll be back next week to talk about Lady and the Trap. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>